Welcome to the Hospitality Cash Flow Podcast, where you'll learn how to leverage short-term accommodations using multifamily and residential properties. With over 35 years in hospitality, real estate, technology, and sales and marketing experience, our hosts, Matt Anisis and Noble Crawford, along with an expert panel of guests, invite you to listen in as they share their knowledge, best practices, tools, and resources to help you maximize cash flow using real estate for hospitality. All right, folks, welcome to another episode of the Hospitality Cash Flow Podcast. I am your co-host, Noble Crawford, and I am here today with a very special guest, uh, Julie George. Welcome to the show. Glad to have you. If you could please take a minute to introduce yourself to the audience. Oh, thank you, Noble. I've been looking forward to coming on to your, uh, your podcast for so long. I've listened in to you and Matt and I just, you know, I, you have such interesting content and, and incredible, um, energy that you throw through the, uh, through the airwaves. So, um, Noble, I'm coming to you from Australia. So I live in Australia, sunny Australia, where it's, uh, 18 hours ahead and I can tell you the future looks bright um, <laughs> not only for, uh, for those of us living in Australia but for those of us looking at the hospitality and the short-term rental industry. Uh, my very very quick intro is that I have done everything that you can possibly do in short-term rentals. I've done the full circle. I have gone from listing my own property on Airbnb right through to developing a, a very very successful business with the management model where I've been able to take people's houses, manage the process for them, charge a, charge a commission. And I got to the point where I was managing 130 properties and have and saw a generation of uh, well over $8 million through the Airbnb platform. Um, I sold my business and just before COVID. So how's that for timing? Um, <laughs> but uh, sold my business. But then I also wrote a best-selling book called Million Dollar Host. And the Million Dollar Host book, we'll dive into a little bit more about that. But, um, but guys, it really just tells my story. It tells you how you can achieve the same success that I have uh, without very little um, income or without, sorry, without owning property yourself, but also without having very much money to get started. So, so I'm here to hopefully inspire, uh, hopefully to motivate and encourage other people to get in, get on board, get on board and give it a go. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Julie, I tell you what, you have a absolutely fascinating story and uh, we, we want to go ahead and just dive right into it. And so with that said, so, you know, obviously I'm, I'm sure you were involved in, in, uh, in, in something else prior to getting into the short-term rental space. So what was your, what was your background prior to that? And then if you can kind of walk us through how you ended up in the uh, short-term rental space. Yeah, sure. So, and it's so funny that it's, um, there's so many varied backgrounds coming together and, you know, lots of accountants and lots of very professional people that have come into this uh, industry. My background, I was, well, I've done everything from tourism and hospitality. Um, in fact, my, I did hotel management at university. Um, but I, wow. when I finished that course, I felt like I had done a housekeeping course or a housewife course. <laughs> and I, I knew how to make a bed. I knew how to uh, do the books. And 
uh, you know, my favorite course, and I hate to admit it, was the cocktail making. So I learned how to make cocktails, <laughs> but I certainly learned how to drink the cocktails too. So um, I'm not sure that my parents were very proud of me at that stage for what I was achieving. But I had originally done hotel management as my um, my in my studies. I then was able to go and work overseas. I, I actually got to live in, in the States, in Los Angeles for um, 18 months and I was promoting Australia as a tourism destination. So I was talking to lots of Americans about how they could come and visit Australia, how they, you know, and answering lots of crazy questions about whether we do have kangaroos as pets or whether we do put a shrimp on the barbie, you know, all that fun stuff. So, <laughs> right. um, and then returning to Australia, I, I got involved in tourism and then advertising. So I was running an advertising, I was a very big corporate manager in um with phone books and a lot of your listeners might not even recognize a phone book these days because phone books used to be how we would connect with each other and advertise our businesses to each other before social media. But, um, but my job was really to get advertisers to come and, and buy the, the space in the phone books. And I was heading up a team of, oh gosh, nearly 200 sales reps Australia wide. I had a very big business, uh, sorry, a very full-on profession with that, which nearly burnt me out completely. And it showed me the value of really being self-employed. And uh, from there, I, I jumped into real estate, um, which was a hobby for me anyway. I had always loved real estate and I always understood the value of buying por a portfolio of real estate. And hopefully one day seeing that real estate increase in value and capital gains from the real estate. Unfortunately, where I live for the last 15 years, the real estate market has been flat. So when I finally got a job as a realtor in the real estate industry back in 2015, 2016, I was dealing with property owners who were frustrated. They were selling in a down market or they were leasing their properties to long-term tenants who were trashing their properties. And it wasn't a very pleasant experience. And it was during this time that my own, one of my own properties became available, a one bedroom apartment, fully furnished. And I thought, what is all this fuss about Airbnb? How about I give this a crack? And I'm going to put some linen in, connect the Wi-Fi, take some photos and list on Airbnb and see what happens. And nice. I went from just under $1,000 a month rent that I was getting with my long-term tenant to well over two, well, nearly $2,500 income with Airbnb per month. Wow. And it was about then that my light bulb moment went off and I thought, my goodness, that is just what property investors need. Somebody to help them manage the process, get their properties on Airbnb and, you know, and maybe I can combine the old, the old idea of a long-term lease property manager with the idea of my hospitality and hotel experience. Why don't we mix those together and create a an Airbnb property management company, and uh, and that's how it all began. November two thousand and sixteen was when I launched my my business called Host My Home. Nice, nice. Well, that is that that's amazing. I mean, um, just for you to kind of just out of the blue decide to give it a try, and then really quickly notice the writing on the wall and decide to uh, to dive right into it. Uh, so I can only imagine at the very beginning. Uh, you know, if you're like anyone else in the space, like you're really just, you know, working your tail off and you're, 
you know, you're juggling multiple balls, you know, initially. And, and so it get, getting started like that, at least for you and your experience, I mean, what, what does your workload look like every week? Like how many hours were you put in? Well, let me tell you right at the beginning, it was hectic. And anybody who's looking to get into this industry, you need to know that you need to work hard initially. Yep. Um, I was working crazy hours, probably the first 12 months, Noble, I would say that I was doing, oh, you know, 50 hours a week plus. Um, and the one day that scars me and will forever be in my mind will be the day that I made 17 beds in a row. Wow. So I was making the beds, I was cleaning the toilets, I was meeting the guests, I was running to Kmart or, or Target, you know, getting all the, uh, the hospital, like all the homewares. But I knew that the hard work was going to pay off. And so that quite honestly, it was 12 months of very hard work and it was putting in putting in as much as I possibly could because the time that I had, you know, time was my asset then. And I really, it was a, about just putting in hard and then knowing that it would pay off. And, but in the last 12 months of running my business, because I did sell in 2019, I got the, the tap on the shoulder to sell to a larger company. But in that last 12 months, I was probably only doing about 10 hours a week. And there's the secret. If you can learn to work on your business, not in it, and you can build a team and get your foundations right with your systems, uh, your, your procedures, and get that team working for you, you too can have a super successful business, but maybe also have a life. Right. Absolutely. I agree a thousand percent. So, and speaking of team, like at what point during that process, you said you, for the first 12 months you were just grinding, but at what point did you realize, Hey, I need help. You know, I have to bring on more people. Very, very quickly. <laughs> I, um, I, I soon recognize that I'm terrible at cleaning. I am absolutely shocking. And my reviews initially reflected that. Um, I know that I, you know, I knew very quickly that I needed to find somebody that could help me with cleaning um, that was better at it than me. I, you know, right. my idea of cleaning wasn't up to scratch. And uh, so rather than beat a dead horse, I actually tried to find somebody. I, I think when I had about 10 properties, I think that was probably the, the turning point where I actually went, okay, I need to get somebody to help me because in order to scale the business, I need to be out there doing what I do best. And that is finding new listings and getting those properties onboarded and new property owners to, to join the fun. Uh, so I actually employed a gentleman by the name of Glenn. Now Glenn was, um, and this, this goes to show just where you can find these people and what sort of qualities that you need to, to find. Glenn was 72 when he joined my team. He wow. was, he had been working with me in the phone book industry. So he had been working for the last 30 or 40 years selling phone book advertising. And we all know, as I mentioned before, phone books are dead. Phone books right. are an old commodity. And so he came to the end of his career, but he wasn't ready to give up. He wasn't ready to retire. He's a sprightly young 72 year old who came to me and said, Jules, I need to keep working. I need to do something. What can I do? And I said, Glenn, do you have a mop? Do you have a bucket? And do you know how to work a vacuum cleaner? And um, Glenn then was, I was able to take Glenn on as a co-host. Now he was, his responsibilities were to, to take on all the guest messaging, to meet and greet, to clean and to maintain and really take ownership of the 10 properties I had already 
uh, in the property portfolio. So it was like a little franchise. I actually said to him, take control, you look after them, but you need to, to report to me any issues with those properties, any breakages, any damages. We need to, I need to be, I want you to be my eyes and ears in those properties and I want you to know them well, but there is unlimited earnings for you. And the way that I set this up, and this is really, I guess, what I would suggest that other people consider doing, make sure you incentivize the right people. If you find the right people to add to your team, make sure that you can show them, you know, show them some love. And the way to do that is always money. I think money talks when you're um, trying to trying to get loyalty out of your staff. Right. If you can throw them a bit of a, a carrot. And for me, I was charging my owners 25% um, management fee, but I paid Glenn or any of the other co-hosts. And in the end, there were 14 of them. Um, I ended up paying them 6% plus the full cleaning fee that we would charge the guest. So the beauty of it was noble is that with this simple, simple business model that I'd created, I knew that every time somebody booked my properties, 19% was going into my pocket. And the only thing that I needed to do in exchange for that 19% was I was providing the consumables. So I was probably putting $20 worth of products in for each guest that came through, you know, toilet paper, shampoo, conditioner, tea, coffee. Uh, but 19% was going into my pocket and it was just a, a set, super, super simple formula, but um, it was one that I could replicate, one that I could scale up and it works. That's awesome. Um, and so let me, I have another follow-up question then. So it's, it sounds like basically the, the Glenn and the other 13 were like, mean you know like entrepreneurs basically like they were running their own you know their own mini company you know under your you know yeah. brand umbrella is that correct yeah that's right so i almost looked like a looked at it like a franchise opportunity and you know i had people from all walks of life that came in as co-hosts some of them were university students some of them were mums the mums were great mums with school age children that would I be able to put the kids into school when it was the busiest time of the day for short-term rentals? You know, that 10 o'clock till say two o'clock or three o'clock period when we've got the turnover of properties, the mums were in there cleaning the properties. They were looking after the properties. They were getting it ready, but they could take their kids to any of the check-ins as well. So we did face-to-face check-ins, which is a little bit unusual in this industry as well. But I'll tell you what, the property owners just loved it because we were taking, we were, we had eyeballs on every person that was coming into their house. So if there were little kids that were there at check-in, that was okay because the guests actually didn't know that they were coming to a, a property that was managed by a business. They just thought they were coming to Julie's home and they were meeting Glenn or they were meeting Liz or they were meeting Natalie as the co-host. And so they actually, it was a, we tried to really maintain that personal touch and that personal interaction. But, uh, but yeah, it was, um, I guess it was just the right people that were looking for the right opportunity, you know, and it might be, you might be surprised if you're out there listening now and you're thinking, gee, I'd love to replicate what Julie's done. Open your eyes up because just, it may just be the server at your restaurant or it might be the retail worker at the local grocery store. Somebody that you know has exceptional hospitality skills, exceptional customer service skills. 
you know, they've got a drive, they've got a willingness, they, they're ambitious, but they just need an opportunity. Maybe you can partner up with them. Got it. Got it. That This is so fascinating to me. Um, so, okay, one more follow-up question, I promise. So, <laughs> the 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 okay so 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 your initial uh fee was 25% and then you eventually uh passed off the services basically for the 6% and you kept the 19 now was that uh 25 of that entire 25 was that off of the gross or the profit no so it was the way that i worded it was that it was 25% of the payout received from airbnb And this is really important. When you are talking about charging for your services, we all know that Airbnb or booking.com, they've all, they are, they're not always very accurate with their charges. Uh, Sometimes they charge you 3% or now it's 15%, but it's not always 15% flat. So sometimes it's 14.9 or 15.1 and you just can't argue with them. You've just got to go with whatever they give you. So my advice for the easiest way to really work your, um, whether it be your software or whether it be working out your um, payments to, you know, what you're charging uh, is really to, to go on the payout figure of what you're receiving from Airbnb or any of these platforms after they've already taken their commission. Got it. Outstanding. Uh, this is this is great, Julie. I, uh, I'm learning a ton. So let's switch gears for a little bit. I definitely want to cover um, this book, Million Dollar Host, um, and, and, and dive in a little bit to that. But first off, I want to find out, like, what inspired you after all of this success, you know, after after selling the business? Um, what inspired you to become a published author? Yeah, great question. I've actually got two answers to this. Um, the first one was that I was just asked over and over again in every media interview or every every time I met with my families or friends, they would say, Julie, what are you doing? How are you scaling up this business so quickly? And how do you still how do you still have a life? And you know, that was the main question I got asked. How were how were I do how sorry, how was I so successful and how was I doing it? And um and it's funny, I wrote the book in 2018. So I actually wrote it halfway through my journey, oh, as wow. you would say. And uh, But I wrote it once I had hit that million dollar income mark. I just got so excited, Noble, that I was like, holy moly, <laughs> I've made a million dollars. And I never thought in my wildest dreams that I would even get there. And I'm going to be honest, I, I just... I had a, I had some ambition, but I just, you know, I kept having to reevaluate my goals because it just kept getting better and better. And uh, so halfway through, I decided I'm going to write a book. So unfortunately, the book, what it doesn't tell you is the the part about selling the business or even getting to that eight million dollar, uh, you know, mark. So it's, uh, you know, so it is actually missing a little bit of the story. But I think I might need to write another chapter and pop that on my website to uh, to sell in the future or do an updated version. But the second reason why I wrote the book um, was that I have a son now. My son was a teenager when I wrote this book. And my son at the time was 19. He didn't give a crap about his mother, <laughs> to be honest. Um, and he's probably going to listen to this and laugh at some stage, this podcast. But he was too busy out there, nightclubbing, meeting girls, drinking, you know, and partying it up. And I thought, if anything, if I'm going to leave a legacy, you know, because the one, unfortunately, the one 
one uh, the one thing that we all know that's going to happen is that we're not going to live forever. We, at some stage, unfortunately, our time will come to an end on this earth. And if I can leave a legacy of a book that tells my story, my, you know, and it talks not only about Airbnb guys, but my, my book, my million dollar host story talks about my ex-husband. It talks about my, my near breakdown in the corporate world, uh, lots of other things as well. So, um, so it kind of, I guess it, what it does, and I'm sorry, I've got some pinging going on in the background. I told Noble I'd turned off my notifications and I've, I've fibbed. I'm sorry, Noble. <laughs> no but, worries. Um, I will get there. But uh, what it does do, is it, it you know it does cover my my personal story and my journey and my my attempt at trying a few other businesses that I haven't even mentioned on this podcast uh, in the in the pursuit of finding something that works which was the short term rental industry. Got it, got it. So th- this whole you know um, book authoring the book and going through the whole process of it is is intriguing to me. So real quick. Um, First, two questions. One, did you go through the entire writing process yourself? Did you um, leverage the uh, ghostwriter any portion of it? And then how long did the entire process take? Yeah. So I, you know what, I, I'm so old school. I, I realize now that I'm talking to all these amazing people with all this technical advice or even ghostwriting. I didn't even know that you could get a <laughs> ghostwriter. I got a pen and paper out. Nice. <laughs> I wrote I wrote it all down in a, um, you know, and I still have all the the notes that I wrote down the the original version of this. Then I typed it all out and then I sent it off. I found a publisher. Um, I, I did publish myself because I did look into getting a publisher, a traditional publisher or looked at self-publishing. Um, I liked the self-publishing route because it, I was able to keep control over right. uh, the process. I was able to, you know, I still have control over what pricing, what marketing I'm doing. Uh, and, you know, if I want to change anything in the book, I can. So so I chose that route. But um, it really only took about three months. Once I got started, and I must admit, my husband <laughs> wanted me to go camping. Oh, that's almost a swear word to me. <laughs> so he wanted to go four-wheel driving and camping and uh, to the top of Australia. And I... I agreed to it only because I knew that it would give me a couple of weeks where I could actually just focus on this book. And so I, half of the book has been written at the very tip of Australia, right at the top, crocodiles, bush around, kangaroos, you name it. Uh, it was a typical, I should have taken some photos of me actually writing the book in the middle of the, the Australian bush, but um but yeah, it guys, honestly, when you get your mindset to it, I would absolutely encourage anybody who would like to write a book themselves to do it. Not only you, you'll never make a lot of money out of books, but what books do is it opens up doors for you. It gives you credibility in the community, but it also le- you're leaving a lovely legacy to your family, uh, you know, at some stage. And yeah, it's kind of, you, you're very proud when the book comes out too. So it's kind of, and it, it means that you have to have a hell of a party for the book launch. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Love it, love it. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what I want to do. Um, you know, we t- talked a little bit before we hit the record button, and I know you had an awesome idea for a giveaway for, uh, you know, five lucky individuals. So I wanted to, you know, see if you could uh, tell the audience, you know, um, you know, what they can do to win a copy of your ebook. Um, and how they can go about uh, entering into that. 
Yeah, absolutely. Look, I, I would just like to reward your audience, anybody who's stuck with us for now for the, the last half an hour or 20 minutes or however long we've been talking. If you're still tuning in, I would like to make an offer to the first five people that want to connect with me on social media. Now, whether that is LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, you will find me under Julie George Million Dollar Host. If you send me a direct message or send me a, a private um, instant message with with the uh, with an, a little message in there saying that I just heard you on Hospitality Cashflow with Noble Crawford, uh, something along those lines, but just let us know that you've listened to us. The first five people, I am going to uh, send them a copy of my Million Dollar Host ebook. And uh, yeah, I, I just hope that um, we have more than five people want that ebook. <laughs> well, Julie, hey, we appreciate it. That is so generous of you, and uh, I'm sure uh, that you will get hit up for, uh, uh, you know, for, from some folks for that. And so, uh, a couple of questions left before we wrap up. I uh, wanted to find out from you, um, just just talking about, you know, maybe some advice that you would have for. Um, folks that may be interested in uh, pursuing a similar business model to, to what you've done and, and, and getting started, what's one piece of advice that you would give to someone who's interested in that? Yeah, I guess I would actually, I'd really encourage them to take advantage of how much free, how many experts and free information is available at the moment. Um, you know, there's the one thing I lacked when I was looking to start off was a mentor, was a coach, was somebody that was able to show me the ropes. Uh, I had to learn a lot from my mistakes, but now I see that there's people like yourself, Noble, that have got, you know, they've got either got courses, they've got podcasts, they've got, well, you know, Noble and I connected on Clubhouse. Now Clubhouse yes. has just blown me away and Guys, we're on there pretty much 24, well, not on there 24-7 or I will get divorced. But, uh, we're on there a lot and uh, there is a lot of free information being given. So I would say do your research, find out all of the different business models before you commit to one. And when you do then find your model, make sure you've got your framework in place first, your paperwork, your structure, have a very good understanding of how you're going to fulfill the services once you have properties coming on. And uh, and then my other piece of advice is just do it. Take action. There is no good having a goal unless you action that and put it into reality, make it into reality. Awesome, awesome. I agree 100%. So real quick, fun question for you. You know, you have cashed out of the business, uh, you know, and uh, so now, you know, I'm sure that you have, you spend your time differently these days. So, you know, what, what do you do with yourself these days? Oh, well, it, it's so funny. I don't think I've worn high heels for at least 12 months now, um, <laughs> but normally, normally I'd be flying around the world. I love getting up on stages. I love getting in front of the TV camera. I love being able to help and give this sort of information to uh, ins uh, aspiring entrepreneurs. However, with COVID, with lockdown, with Australia, we uh, we unfortunately can't travel overseas uh, at the moment. But but we are in a very fortunate position that our, we have not been affected in any way like um, the states. Uh, we've had less than nine hundred people pass away from COVID oh, in wow. total in our country, and I think we have twenty people with COVID at the moment. Wow! So we're very very fortunate. Australia has taken it super seriously. Um, but what it means for me day to day now is and 
you would laugh. If I took a photo right now, I don't have shoes on. I have a pair of shorts on, a T-shirt. <laughs> my hair is back pulled back in a bun. Um, I haven't got any makeup on. I get to do housework, listen to Clubhouse, get on Zoom calls and uh, just connect with people from all over the world, but but either via Zoom or via audio. So it's, uh, yeah, in the hope that one day I can get on a plane again and come and see you all in person. Awesome, awesome. We, we look forward to you coming to the uh, great state of Texas and, uh, and being able to connect. And, uh, you know, I've got the first round, so... Uh, <laughs> you betcha you betcha but um but yeah i i would actually I, you know i can't believe how how amazing texas is and how many amazing entrepreneurs are in texas so um so noble texas is high on my list and i think that what we should do is a hospitality cash flow real life event where we get the, your listeners in a room and you know let's uh, let's connect face to face Sounds like a plan. I like it. So last question, Julie, um, how can the listeners connect with you if they want to learn more or if they want to, you know, if they want to, you know, like you said, get get a copy of the ebook or, you know, I, I know that you, you have your own courses. Uh, so how can they connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. So all of the social media forums, you can just find me, as I mentioned, Julie George, Million Dollar Host. If you type in any of those uh, those words, you'll find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, uh, Twitter, which I, I think I've done one, you know, one message on Twitter. So don't actually don't connect on Twitter because I don't even know how to use it. <laughs> um, but um, but um, Clubhouse is also the other medium that I would say if you're on there, make sure to follow myself and Noble. We tend to get into the same rooms together where Noble is talking. I want to be talking. Um, and so I would say please reach out or, or on my website directly, milliondollarhost.com.au. And I do have an opportunity. I, I, um, I invite people to jump on a free half an hour Zoom call with me. Uh, you can book that in on my website. And really, if I can add value in some way, if I can sort of then suggest to you that maybe there is a course that I can you know, suggest for you, or maybe it is the book that I would suggest that you buy and read. Uh, we will talk about that, but genuinely I would love to just connect with people. And even if it, that's all that we ever do is the half an hour free Zoom, let's just jump on, let's connect and see if, um, if there's something that I can add to your business and, and your current situation. Awesome. Awesome. And for the listeners, we will definitely have links to uh, the website and all your social media accounts in the show notes. So feel free to go over and check that out. And with that said, Julie, we uh, appreciate you immensely for joining us on the show and sharing your inspiring journey uh, to success. And uh, we would love to have you back in the future. Oh, absolutely. And I forgot to say, see, I'm getting so excited about giving all the free stuff away. Yes, if anyone wants to buy my book, <laughs> if you miss out on the first five uh, five messages, um, jump on Amazon. Amazon is, you know, they've got the uh, the ebook and they've also got the printed version. Um, but Barnes and Noble or any online bookstore, uh, you can buy the book. Um, and I would love your guys to do me a favor. Any listeners that do buy the book, if it resonates with you, if you find some value, please uh, jump back onto the place where you bought it and leave a review. I, not many reviews come through, but, um, but every, every single positive one helps. Awesome. Awesome. Well, there you have it, folks. Julie George, the million dollar host on this episode of the Hospitality 
Cash Flow Podcast. We appreciate you joining us and we will see you again next time. Thanks for listening to the show. Tune in next week to learn more about using real estate for hospitality cash flow. If you received value from this episode, please leave a rating and review. This helps the show reach more listeners. We truly appreciate your support.